letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Tuesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include students going back to school could be in buildings without a school resource officer, a reward leading to information in the disappearance of a former Iowa TV news anchor and Minnesota native has grown, and it's more than just fairgoers saying goodbye to the Minnesota State Fair today. But we begin with students attending their first day of school. To start our coverage at several schools in the metro and even in Rochester, students are getting a warm welcome from a couple special guests. Thank you for being good friends and good learners and hope you have a wonderful school year. Governor Tim Walz and Education Commissioner Willie Jack greeted young students outside Oak Grove Elementary in Bloomington this morning. It's not their first day of school. Students in Bloomington started school last week. Superintendent Eric Melby says the year's off to a smooth start. One thing I'll say, kids, parents, students, attendance, attendance, attendance. You know, show up to school every day and you're going you're gonna to do just fine. Thanks to a new state law, lunch and breakfast is provided to all Minnesota students for free, which students at Oak Grove say is a good thing. How's the food here? Mark Friday's Talk 830 WCCO. Some of those students are going back to school and could be in buildings without a school resource officer. Several districts have seen their SROs pulled by law enforcement due to a state law they say limits their abilities to keep people safe. Governor Walls says there are a lot of interpretations about the law which may or may not need to be rewritten. There's never been a case that I know of in Minnesota where a law enforcement officer was charged with something in a school. I understand that the hypothetical that's out there, our goal is once again to make sure that people feel safe, that the law aligns with that. And I think the goal here was is to make sure that the appropriate use of force was uh, clear. Wall says he's open to calling a special session only if state lawmakers present a solution. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. And with back to school for thousands of Minnesotans, districts are preparing to serve free breakfast and lunch for students under a new state law. Governor Wall signed the free school meals bill into law earlier this year, requiring that Minnesota's public schools participate in the state-funded program. Noah Atlas with Anoka Hennepin School says pandemic era meal assistance programs helped prepare the schools for this need. So we kind of had a dry run that year of what it might look like this year. So as we prepare for fall, what we're really looking at at Anoka Hennepin Schools, we're more than likely going to sell more breakfast. And so we might have to have some more staff or hours at those times. As it pertains to getting food and being ready, we are ready. Minnesota is the fourth state to make meals free at public schools following California, Colorado, and Maine. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. One more day of temperatures in the 90s before a cold front moves across Minnesota this afternoon, bringing with it the possibility of severe storms. We are under a slight threat of severe weather. Uh, The Storm Prediction Center has most of the state, especially eastern Minnesota, western Wisconsin, under that slight risk. And what that really means is a pretty good chance that storms will reach severe thresholds. WCCO Radio Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas says the timing of the storms should be later in the afternoon and early evening. National Weather Service Meteorologist Tyler Hosenstein says garden variety storms will likely reach the metro by about 6 or 7 this evening. And then in terms of seeing a stronger thunderstorm, um, that's once again down kind of, kind of 20 to 30 percent for everybody just because we'll have uh, the front moving through, but things will really be firing off once they get east of the metro. As the front moves through, he says it will be noticeably cooler with more September-like temperatures for the rest of the week. 
The rain, unfortunately, will do little to help the extreme drought in parts of the state. University of Minnesota climatologist Pete Boulay. We have such a large departure from normal. Uh, you know, just in the Twin Cities alone for this year, we're six and a half inches short of normal and even farther below normal as you go uh, uh, north of the Twin Cities. So, um, you know, any rain will help, but it's certainly not going to get us out of the woods. He says there is currently a wildfire burning in Carleton County, which is experiencing extreme drought conditions. No evacuation so far, but the fire, which is about 40 acres, is creeping towards some homes. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The reward leading for information into the disappearance of a former Iowa TV news anchor and Minnesota native has grown. Private Eye Steve Ridge says he's doubling the reward to $50,000 in the case of Jody Hughes-Truitt, who went missing while on her way to work back in 1995. In a press release, Ridge says he's hoping the news will encourage others to come forward with tips and that, quote, time is not on our side. Hughes-Truitt grew up in Long Prairie and graduated from St. Cloud State. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. Future paramedics are getting valuable training. A new hire academy within Hennepin EMS is headed to a driving school outside of St. Cloud today where they will learn the ins and outs of driving an ambulance. Tyler Lupkus is a battalion chief at Hennepin EMS and says driving an ambulance is not as easy as some might think. These are big vehicles, right? And, you know, having to help them adapt to, you know, the turning radius and, you know, being able to back up into tight spaces and things like that. Just getting them used to, I think, the size of the vehicle is one of the biggest challenges for some folks. An emergency vehicle operator course is set up with turns, cones, and even a track where trainees will flip on the lights and sirens. Try to throw some distractions at them in a controlled environment so that they can get some exposure to that before they're actually out running 911 calls you know, in the city with, with other uh, motorists. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Dozens of family members of inmates in the Stillwater Prison protesting outside that facility yesterday which was still in lockdown as of this morning, after about 100 people refused to go back to their cells as a protest of what they called inhumane conditions on Sunday. Family members like Marvina Haynes said they're calling for a federal investigation into the condition. If the DOC is claiming that the water is clean, let us get an independent investigation yes. into the water um, to get it tested by um, someone who isn't affiliated with the government. Because what the government does is they cover up for each other. The seven-hour incident on Sunday was peaceful. The Department of Corrections officials say that they're dealing with a lack of staffing. Students heading back to school dealing with this extreme heat, and they won't find much relief if their school isn't air-conditioned at St. Paul Central High School. Principal Sheree Sires telling WCCO's Vanita Sakar the school doesn't have air, but they are taking precautions. For students who don't bring their own water bottles, we have probably four dozen water bottles down in the office. We do have different water stations. We like to keep the windows open and then allow for more frequent breaks. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. A longtime Minnesota political reporter has died. Gene LaHammer passed away peacefully with his family around him. His friend and colleague, former WCCO radio political reporter Eric Escala, remembers his connection to this radio station on election nights. Because for 50 years, Gene LaHammer, with the Associated Press, called the statewide and legislative races. Escala says those nights were always interesting. Dark Star and I, when we were doing the... Uh election coverage together, we would get Gino on uh, 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m., and try to force him into calling the uh, the races on our air uh, 
and he would always fight back and saying, oh, I'm not ready to call them yet. But uh, can you imagine? He called elections in Minnesota for the Associated Press for 50 years. Gene LaHammer was 90 years old. His daughter Mary followed in her father's footsteps and is now the political reporter for Twin Cities Public Television. Pickleball mania is reaching new heights. Pickleball is so popular that Lifetime Fitness is building a 25,000-square-foot building in Chanhassen to accommodate the need. Lifetime founder and chairman and CEO Brahma McCrady says it's expected to be complete in 2024, and it will be the first dedicated pickleball club in the state. It's not a retrofit building. It's a building that is being built for pickleball. It's got the right lighting, the right height, the right distance on all sides to provide that super you know, exceptional experience for, for the players. Lifetime currently operates more than 60 permanent pickleball courts across 12 of its Minnesota clubs and nearly 600 across the country. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, the 2023 Minnesota State Fair is history and so is the tenure of a longtime medical team leader. Kent Griffith worked at the State Fair since the 1980s, the last 25 years as the region's hospital medical aid station supervisor. We're pretty good at keeping people at the fair, cooling them down, getting rid of chest pains that, you know, aren't cardiac in nature, just helping people stay at the fair and have fun. What Griffith will remember most during retirement is how the fair is an interesting place to meet people and not just the ones who need medical attention. He'll also miss the camaraderie among his co-workers inside the building on the west end of the fairgrounds. Well, I'm sure I'll be around, so, but uh, not in this role. So, yeah, I'll miss some of that. Griffith says he and his staff would sometimes have to assist more than 30 people an hour with medical issues. And the positive mood always helped them get through those long days. Al Shock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peters at Newstalk 830, WCCO.